0: Hello, folks. This is David opposing the Matrix, and you wouldn't believe what we had to do to get on the air tonight. (laughs) My goodness, the my computer froze up, and then programs wouldn't come up that I needed to use for this program. Oh my goodness, it was crazy. Um, I was about this close to saying, Brian, let's just do it another time. (laughs) 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 Brian, how you how you doing, buddy? I'm here. Same here. We're Hail, hail the gang's all here. So I um, have had had a little. This, go
1: ahead. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Dave. You, you go. No, I, I. Oh, no, no. I just, uh, right before we got on camera, I had my, my French bulldog went crazy in the house. Uh-oh. Yeah, she has a little baby, a little toy. that looks like a baby, and she was throwing it around the house. So <laughs> it probably wouldn't look good on camera. <laughs>
0: squeak, squeak, squeak. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and we had our dogs barking like crazy just a few minutes mm-hmm. ago. So anyway, we're here. Um, tonight we're going to be talking about, um, I don't know, I just made this up, the Jeremiah factor. And and what I mean is that uh, when Jeremiah was had an active ministry going in Judah uh, way back when, uh, what happened was he, uh, he was trying to tell the truth to the king and the king's ministers. Um, and... Well, and We'll get into who the kings were at that. Anyway, they didn't listen to him, and Jeremiah was just basically trying to tell them that there's judgment coming, and they would say, well, we're God's people. You know, he's going to protect us. Judgment will come on us, and he's going to destroy the Babylonians. And, uh, well, it didn't quite go that way, and they should have listened to Jeremiah. But uh, anyway, we see this going on in in society nowadays, both secular and and Christian uh, society, and um, it's kind of scary to, to watch this history repeating itself. So, Brian, why don't you? Um, you had a scripture you were looking up. Um, you want to share it with us, or is that for later? Um, I don't know. I want to wait.
1: Yeah, I, I want to you know do my statement first, and get into it. So, wherever you're ready, if you're ready to go, go for it,
0: and then I'll. No, no, you them. go first. You go first. No,
1: no, you go first. No, I'm on. <laughs> who's on first?
0: You go. No. That's a car. <laughs> That's right.
1: So uh, from our conversation earlier in the week, we are going to talk about the downfall of America, actually society in America and around the world, correct? Right. Dave? So mm-hmm. so um, it says in the last days in Second Timothy and other places that um, morality would just go out the window, that things that used to be bad that we wouldn't even think about Ever doing in public or talking about in public would would be good. And the things that we would be good, things, you know, a prayer, uh, you know, praying on the street corner or just, um, you know, standing up in a parent teacher conference and giving your opinion in a mm-hmm. civil way, and now is bad. So everything's flip flopped. And it's actually, it's sad because the majority of the people in other countries, not just the U S are good people, Sure. you know, in Europe and the African continent in Australia and New Zealand, Europe. All, I mean, all these different places where people live on the earth, most people are good people. It's the few people that are running things that are evil and deceptive
2: mm-hmm. and they have an agenda,
1: but with that agenda, um, comes evil and they push evil on us on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I think many reasons is is they want to demoralize the family unit around the world. And they want to – and I think the reason they want to do that, Dave, is because this goes even deeper than politics. This goes way deeper than politics. It's a battle between good and evil. Mm -hmm. It's a battle between God and the devil. Right. And God uh, made the family unit. He made marriage. He made these things. It's, it was before sin. It was a good thing. And what are the very things being attacked are those things. Mm-hmm. Why would somebody want to attack that? Because they want to devalue what God has done. Mm-hmm. They want to break away from God's commandments and ordinances, even if they don't go to church and believe in them. In their heart, they appall what anything that a Christian's about, and not right. even a Christian. But just good people who are just good people who, who revere God and try to live a good life on this earth, they hate those people. Uh, because mm-hmm. this is a fight between the devil and God, and the devil is going to destroy everything that God has made on the earth and everything that represent, represents Him. So mm-hmm. in saying that, I'll read that verse now, the one you were talking about. Sure. Uh, right here. Let's see. It's in uh, Second Timothy chapter three, and this is talking about the last days. And when this was written, it was over almost two thousand years ago. Um, they thought they were in the last days. They thought when Jesus was here, He was going to set up the kingdom, but He didn't. He He died and resurrected and went to heaven, but they mm-hmm. were always looking for a kingdom to come. But this is even more for us today than it was for them because of everything that's going on. This says, but, but understand this that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless. Um, let's see, unappeasable, slanderous. Without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins, and led astray by various passions. Always learning and never able to arrive at knowledge of the truth. So, I just read to you what's been happening the last three to five years in the United States on the streets of America. Would you be right? At, right? Isn't that I pretty much right sum it up? Oh yeah, totally. Uh, um, that's exactly what's happened. Uh, if you want to go Black Lives Matter, the wokeism, or just plain uh, just crime. You know, the the you don't have to post bail. You can if it's under a thousand dollars you can be out in 12 hours and you're back on the street. We see it all the time. It's it's everywhere. But folks, that's right. The Bible talked about the, with the very time we're living right now, far as morality. Not not like not covid, not nuclear war, but just morality what men when I say men, mankind, men and women what is going to be like before Jesus comes back? And this is what so we can't see because of the glare, but The Scripture says exactly what it is, and it's exactly what it is as I speak. Mm -hmm. So when somebody tells you the Bible's outdated and old-fashioned, read them this. Yeah. Take the the newspaper or some news articles off the web and compare it to this. This was written 2,000 years ago. And so um, I want to go to 2 Timothy, which one is it now? That was three one, chapter two. I'm going to go back back a chapter. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Chapter two. Make sure I got the right one. Two two. Oh, here it is. So how are we as speaking to Christians? If you ask Yeshua in your heart, or some know him as Jesus. If you've asked him in your heart, and he, you know him in your heart. This is for those people. And if you don't know Jesus and you're listening or watching us, ask him into your heart because the times are short. The ark, Noah's ark, the ark of salvation of Yeshua is still here and the door hasn't shut yet. Once that door is shut, folks, all hell's going to break loose on the earth. It's going to be terrible. It's called the tribulation. But we're still in the age of grace. God's still saving people. Yeah. Go to him. He's the only one that can fix your problems. He's the only one. So it says in um, 2 Timothy 2, 2, uh, I'll just go from the first verse. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in the sufferings as I, as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits, since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember, Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, in chains. So, in this passage, the one I okay, the one I read before, guys and, and Dave is is describing the morality of the world we live in. I don't want to do it in depth because everybody knows what I'm talking about. Right. But in this passage, is talking to Christians how they ought to live during these times. Mm-hmm. And and that's as a soldier. Do you think the Ukrainian soldiers in the trenches are out just shopping and goofing around and they have no guards set up? They have no radar set up? They they're just uh, lounging around walking in the open for they hours. have no yeah.
0: they, they have no television
1: <laughs> yeah they have no television no they're they're watching their backs they're watching each other's backs and mm-hmm. it's, it's in any war as a soldier you you watch not just your back but your fellow soldier you make sure that they're safe right you know and in wartime you would take a bullet for one of those soldiers that happens all the time in war you would protect mm-hmm. your men and women um it's just we're living in that time. We're living in that time where, and this goes for me, and, and it's just we got to be tough. It's hard to be tough. I've had some pretty hard days these last few days, but I'm still here. We're still here. We're gonna have. We have to push on. If you're thinking of just giving up, you're sick of church and you're sick of all the immorality going on and all the stuff going on outside. And you're just like I've had it. Well, unless you die or go to outer space, you can't get away from it. And some Randy. of us are already, already in outer space, and we don't even realize we're there. <laughs> so so my point is, folks, this is what we've been dealt. We are the generation of human beings in the Lord. That is, in the, we are the last day saints. We are that generation. When it coming back, I don't know. But I can tell you, we are that generation of people. Mm-hmm. I, I could tell you, we're pretty sure we're not going to be here 100 years from now, like
2: 100. Right. I agree. And,
1: yeah, and easily not here because we're going to kill each other by that time. But we don't kill each other because Jesus interferes in human history and right. saves us from ourselves, i.e. the rapture, i.e. the second coming. Mm-hmm. So, so, but the morality that's going on, and why is it going on? Um. Okay, here's a couple. Here's a good reason. There's several reasons why it's so bad in in the USA. And whatever country you're listening, apply this to your own country. Uh, I don't know where you live. I don't know the politics. I I don't know. But in America, uh, we turned our back away from God, number one. In the early 60s, we took prayer out of our schools and the Bible and the Ten Commandments out of our classrooms. You could almost mark the downfall of our education system to the day when we started doing that. We allowed Roe versus Wade for 50 years. Thank God that's been overturned. Okay? Right. But the the downfall of our schools, they took prayer out. And now uh, if you teach something, uh, you talk about the Lord in some of these schools, you can be fired for it. You'll lose your job. Some places you can maybe be arrested. It's getting that bad. Mm -hmm. So that's one reason morality in America has declined. The other reason is because we are turning our back on the Lord and his statutes and his commandments as a population, not as an individual. And let me go back to this. The leadership of the country is turning our back. And this is before Biden. When the leadership turns its back, then the country follows that leadership. Maybe we don't agree with it, but God – okay, it says in Genesis, so those who divide Israel's land will be divided. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to divide up that land into two states for, for 10, years, 20 years, 15, 20 years. Right. And every time we do that, we get a hurricane, we get an earthquake, we get fires, we get a recession, we get a, whatever it is. You can go back and look. There's many videos of many different people saying the same thing I am, and it's a fact. Mm-hmm. When you divide Israel, God will divide you. It's just like being in your house. If your house is in a vision and the leadership between the husband and the wife isn't good in the house or whatever, uh, if it's a single mom or a single dad or whatever it is, if you're not doing good with the Lord and spiritually and emotionally, it's not going to be good in your house. Well, right. we have a house called the United States of America being led by some people that shouldn't be leaving even a summer camp for kids. So – but there's God still has mercy on us. He hasn't judged us the way we deserve, because uh, as in the time of Abraham, there's at least ten righteous in the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. So he held off. There was five. Remember that whole thing. Sure. Um, there's many millions and millions and millions of righteous, good people on America, and I think that's one reason God is holding off a lot. Yeah. And but. Even though he's holding off, it's still getting worse morality-wise.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I think we talked about this, you and I, Dave. Um, even if – and I think we will win the House and the Senate and the next uh, – uh, was it November 8th? Right. And I think we're going to switch over some governorships uh, to red, which will be good. It's not going to stop what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's going to slow it down. It's going to give us a reprieve a little bit, but mankind is just sinful. We're just that way. Yeah. And without Yeshua controlling us and helping us to live for Him, it we we have no. We just let things. We just do whatever. And we have a whole culture now that's growing up younger than Dave and I. We're Dave and I are, we're in our thirties, right, Dave? <laughs> so,
0: you're asking me to lie. That's breaking one okay, of the commandments.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, late 50s. Never mind.
0: Um, I'll be 64 in January. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm already
1: there. So it's just the generation coming up behind us doesn't have the same values that we have. Right. And why? Because the morality of the school systems have polluted our children. Mm-hmm. So if you want to change a society, you start from the very young, and eventually the elders will die off, and you have this whole new generation of adults that have completely different view of life than we do. That's right. And that's what's coming. That's what's here. It's been coming. But the only way to stop this moral decline for America is to repent and to turn around and go the other way. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember now what we talked about. I just had a, a senior moment. Um, <laughs> you'll, you'll remember this. One of the things that we need to repent of is in our churches is how we have not defended our country over the pulpit. Exactly. We have always said, don't mix politics with religion, like like at the dinner table. Well, I'm sorry. That's wrong. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yeah, you want to keep peace in your house. You don't want to have just arguments for argument's sake. But over the pulpit, that's where things should have been preached a long time ago on what's right, what's wrong for society, not just for believers. Mm -hmm. So... When we just sit on our laurels because we – was was it the – what is it called? The tax number 301? Oh, 501c3. The 501c3. A lot of ch- – most churches and most nonprofits use that so they don't be taxed. I would encourage pastors out there, you know what? Get rid of that. Pay your taxes just like somebody else who's working, and then you right. can preach whatever you want and you don't have to worry about it. Uh-huh. You think Paul had a 501 c or or Peter or Jesus? no did did Paul was he taken care of? yeah, he preached all over the, the middle east and 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 he he was provided for yeah he he yeah, has ministry was great. what I'm saying is we're so worried about what man's going to do to us, we don't worry about what God wants from us,
0: amen, yep, that's what's right.
1: we're so worried about we're so worried about us, we're not worried about him, mm. we need to worry about him because all of us are temporary, and the unsaved ones unless they get saved, are going to be cast into hell. So this whole thing we're talking about, I'm talking about, Dave, is morality. What happened to America? We lost our first love. Our first love was God. Mm -hmm. Even unsaved people, the patriarchs, not all of them were born-again Christians, but they feared God. And they used his statutes and commandments for our Constitution and how we should live. That was a kind of a guide for them. Right, but now we are so far from that that you can't even bring that up in a public meeting. You can't bring it up in school. Mm-hmm. But but it's just it's just crazy. So what's the what's the, the solution? The solution is one person at a time. Get your own life together. And I okay, I am not a saint. Nobody is, but. I'm called a saint in the scriptures, right? And I'm not a sinner anymore, even though I sin because of God's Jesus's righteousness through the Lord. Mm -hmm. And the older I get, it dawns on me more and more. It's God doesn't care where you live, how much money you make. He'll provide your things. Don't get me wrong; He does care. He wants you to pay your bills. He wants you to be have nice things but there's a lot of people who don't have nice things uh hebrews chapter 11 they were living in the ground and destitute and they didn't have nice things but they were loving holy people looking for a new jerusalem to come out of heaven uh, of of Mm -hmm. whom the world was not worthy of so what is the first thing i believe that to change morality is you have to change yourself and and you got to give not just one day a prayer in the car or in the closet or on the bedroom floor and give it to God every single day. And if you're mad at God tonight because of your life, then tell him you're mad. And you know what? You can't offend him. Even if you cuss out, you yeah. cuss up a storm to God. This whole thing. You, you, you just, you, you know, you gotta be careful. You say to God, no, he already He saved us when we were dirt. He saved us when we were filthy, full of sin. Mm. And he loved us then. And now we belong to him. So just right. just give him those things that are burning you down inside. Quit trying to fix it yourself, because I do the same thing. And let God fix it, because the only way a people of any type of nation will turn things around is to repent, or if you've repented, to continue on living for God. It's, um, you know, it's just... It says in Matthew 6, Jesus said one day at a time. I know there's programs out there that teach that. Right. But it's in the actual scriptures in Matthew chapter 6. One day at a time. You don't, tomorrow's gone. Today's here. I mean, yesterday's gone. Today's here. Tomorrow's not here yet. You don't know what tomorrow's going to have. So just take whatever that day throws at you. And I find for me, The more I talk to the Lord and give him all this garbage, the the less weight I have on me and the clearer I can think in my, in my mind and my heart about what he wants me to do in my life. Right. But, um, this is a direct attack from Satan through human beings, morality wise on our country. You take prayer out, you bring abortion in. Transgenderism is good. Changing sex on kids. Allowing them to do it at young ages without parental consent. All that I just said is not good. It's anti God. Yeah. Do you think God's going to bless a people that do this?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No, it's nope. not. Not at all. Not at all. And whether you're a believer or not, we all live on the same country, the same planet. And I pray that God does change the House, the Senate, and the governorships. But whether he does or he doesn't, it's our responsibility as believers, especially believers, I believe too, to do our best sure. to live for him. Um, and this whole COVID thing and all the stuff we've been going through, it's all an attack to destroy the family and to break the will of the people. And that's all right. Anyway, sorry I'm going on preaching, Dave, but. Oh, that's good.
0: It's good. It's excellent. Uh, it needs to be heard, you know? It really does. It needs to be heard. And um, I was just looking up the scripture real quick while you were talking, and hopefully I can find it. Oh. I can, there it is. There it is. Oh, there it is right there. I found it. I think a, a lot of it has to do with, um, and I hear it constantly from people, oh, you don't want to offend them. You know. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, and you don't want to judge. Well, <laughs> if you look at the word judge in the um, – in when Yeshua was talking about it, um, he was talking about when he says, judge not lest you be judged, it means condemn. Don't condemn them. But you can, you can be a fruit inspector. What do I mean by that? Uh, Yeshua said that a good tree bears good fruit and a bear, bad tree bears bad fruit. If you see somebody and they're bearing bad fruit, it's okay to say that they're bearing bad fruit. Okay. Um, but you don't want to condemn them because that's God's job. Okay, that's always that's job. He's the one that condemns, and, and there'll be a day for that and everything else. But, um, yeah, it's it's not offending people. And all Yeshua did, well, I shouldn't say all he did, but you read account after account after account of how he offended people. Yeah, he, <laughs> um, did, <didn't> he? <laughs> he offended the Pharisees and the scribes. Um, you know, you could say he offended rich people because he told that one kid, remember, um you know, you 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 will you're willing to to get rid of everything, but you're not willing to get to give your money to the poor. And the kid walked away and said, sorrowful. You know, he was offended. Uh, and so, and I think people do that cause, mainly because they they, um, they they first of all they they take the um, judge not wrong because there's five different Greek words for judge <laughs> and. Um, when Yeshua was talking, like I said, it means condemn, but th- it's okay to judge. And, um, but a lot of it has to do with escaping conflict. Nobody wants conflict anymore, you know? And, and I can see that. I don't like conflict either, you know, but the, the worse that our, um, our society is getting, the more conflict there's going to be. And there has to come a time when it has to be faced and addressed and, um, I've only seen this once in my, my entire life. Um, I was going to a cavalry chapel one time and there was some guy that was actually, he seduced one of the um, minor pastors, one of his wives and uh, or his wife, I should say, he only had one. (laughs) And um, when he seduced, you know, he, he led her away. And so she repented. And uh, so they, they did the Matthew 18 um, method you know, they talked to him privately, two or three went to him, and then <clears throat> more went to him, and then <clears throat> finally they brought it for, for before the church. And I was there today, they brought it before the church. And they said, he's sitting right there, and he says he, he's not going to repent from what he did, so we're going to have to ask you to get up and leave right now. And they kicked him out of the church. Mm-hmm. And that's what's supposed to be done. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, when people repent, that's a whole different story. But when they don't repent then they're supposed to be kicked out. And uh, what uh the scripture says, um, give them over to the devil because, the, you know, it with the theory that the devil will r- rake them over the coals and then he'll repent and come back. Um, <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Pardon me, folks. I've just got this. We have a lot of smoke up here, and it's really starting to get to me. Um, <clears throat> it's <clears throat> okay. It says in scripture um Because iniquity will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And, boy, do we see that nowadays? And uh, so I looked up iniquity because it's a really interesting word, okay? And basically definitions are the conditions of without law, uh, A, because of ignorant of it, or B, because you're uh, violating it. And the second one is contempt or violation of the law, iniquity, wickedness. And those are the meanings for the word that's used in uh, the Greek word that's used in that scripture. And, um, and when you think about it, you know, let's, let's, let's look at organized crime, okay? We've had the mafia with us for many years, decades, maybe even a century now, okay? And we knew that they were bad people, and they did their bad thing. But people kind of remained righteous, or not righteous, um, good people. You know, for the most part, people remain good people because when you look at it, the mafia was basically regular people that went bad. But what you have nowadays and probably maybe has been a along, long, but it's becoming more and more uh, evident, maybe starting with Nixon and moving on after that, uh, you see our hierarchy are people that are so-called leaders They've been corrupt. And like I said, it started with him and then went uh, with Carter, and um, it got progressively worse uh, Mm -hmm. with Clinton and then Obama and Bush. Uh, Bush doesn't get away from this either. Um, And and now we have Biden. And um, so when you see that the the upper crust, so to speak, is rotten to the core, then – it feels like there's no hope, okay? If your peers do things wrong, well, they're your peers, and then you call the police. They're, they're higher up, and the police take care of it, and they send them to a judge who's even higher up. And you see the higher ups doing things to get rid of the, the, the badness, so to speak. But when you see those that are all the way up at the top that are doing wrong and being bad uh, and breaking laws left and right and writing their own laws to justify what they're doing, then like i said it's like well you know they're they're, they're rotten so where's where's our hope where's there you know mm-hmm. so if we have no hope and we know that they can steal and lie and cheat you know and, and it definitely it works its way down and it rubs off on the people and the people that are are not um, too balanced to begin with um they take it upon themselves and then they start doing the same thing that's why we're seeing some of the, or all of the rioting. We're seeing anarchists running around the streets and, and everything else, and uh, committing all these crimes in, in the big cities. Uh, so far, thank God. Um, but, <clears throat> so, so there's a, there's a condition right there, and it's, um, uh, it's people that have, have seen, like I said, seen the upper crust doing it, and either figure they can do it because they can, or they just give up hope. And that's uh, when iniquity abounds, the love of many will grow cold. Um, I I grew up uh, right around New York City, and I remember walking down the street, and you couldn't get people to smile or talk to you. And this was back in the 70s, okay? And now it's getting to be that way in the smaller cities. You you say hi to somebody, and they look at you like, who are you? You know, why are you talking to me? And – so it's 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 filtering down again, and it's and it's starting to really get to the to the um, to the bottom of the pie pan, so to speak. I, I hate to use that term because it makes some people look like they're they're less than what they really are. But um, it, so iniquity abounds. The love of many is growing cold, and I don't know, Brian. You probably see it down there too. Your coworkers, you know, they're not. Maybe like they were ten years ago or whatever. Um, they've grown cold. They they developed a crust on top of them. They developed um, a varnish. That's a good word. <clears throat> yeah, on them. You know, and, and they're not like they used to be. Uh, their love is gone. They're 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 out for themselves because they 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 know that inside that they can trust themselves. Mm-hmm. But they can't. They don't know if they can trust all those people out there, and. And that's a kind of a natural thing, that, you know. It comes with with the um, with the iniquity that's that's all around. And um, uh, okay, yeah. So we're supposed to, um, <laughs> you know, it's funny when you write things down and you don't know why you wrote them down. Oh man,
1: <laughs> welcome, welcome to Brian's world. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Here. Yeah. I, I I happen to find a scripture that I want to. Yeah, I, I can totally relate, brother. I really can.
1: What's this note for? Who wrote this? Oh, I
0: did.
1: Who was it for? <laughs> yeah.
0: Where are my glasses? And they're right on. Yeah, your face, I know, right? You know? <laughs> oh oh goodness. So Yeshua was talking, and this is in Matthew chapter ten, and um, and he's talking about. Um, uh, the meaning of discipleship and and why he's talking to them and not talking in uh, plain words to the world and stuff like that. And he's telling them that things are um, are things are going to start getting bad. And it, 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 this totally goes with our subject tonight. Uh, he says, "When I tell you in darkness that you speak that speak ye in the light and." When ye hear in the ear that preach ye upon the housetops. In other words, if you see something wrong, address it. If you hear something wrong, address it or preach it or or say why it's wrong at least. And then the natural thing is those people are going to come against you, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, my goodness, uh, I made a list here of the different ways people could come against you. And I think a lot of us have experienced this, especially with COVID. Those of us who have refused to take the shot and see the mass are wrong and Um, and know that it's a kill shot instead of a vaccine and things like that. Um, my goodness, uh, you get ostracized, criticized, blackballed, uh, persecuted. Some people have gotten killed. Some of the doctors that have spoken out, um, some it's divided households, you know, where where it's gotten to the point where they leave each other. Um, it's caused a lot of us to become unemployed. Me, me too. Um except I took the retirement road out of the, and so I may be not unemployed, but anyway, um, and I called, I call a lot of that COVID sized COVID sized, uh, because all those things kind of were done to people that, um, saw the truth and didn't want to, um, didn't want to give in and wanted to tell people about the truth, but later saw that it, it made, we made more enemies than we made friends. Um, but he, he goes and he says, uh, And fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both the soul and the body in hell. Okay? Um, So, in other words, he's saying these people, these shilmils that are out there that are giving you a hard time because of what you're talking about and may even do you bodily harm because you don't fear them. Because if you're a believer, you're going straight to heaven. If whatever happens, you know. I, I mean, I know I'm oversimplifying it, but um, but we, we got to fear the one that if we don't address things, we're, we're endangering our, ourselves for being cast into hell. Now, it, I, this does not necessarily apply to those who are born again. Okay, because once saved, always saved. I believe that. I believe has always have believed in it, and always will. But um, uh, where was I going with this? So, um, oh, goodness, I hate when that happens. Uh, Fear not to kill the body, but are able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy. Oh, yeah, okay, that's where I was going with this. Um, We have another illustration of this that Yahweh gives us, and it's in the book of Ezekiel, and it's in there twice. Okay, and um, he, he tells Ezekiel, Yahweh does, that I've set you as a watchman, Uh, basically to issue warnings. And he says, if you see an enemy approaching the city, I guess with the intent to do it harm, of course, he says, and you shout out and try to tell the city that they're, they're going to be under attack. If they, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. If they wake up and decide to fight with you and you repel the enemy, then, but some of them die, their blood is not on your hands. But if you see the enemy coming and you don't say something about it and the blood is shed of your brothers, then their blood is on your hands. Now, I got a feeling that 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 transcends both uh, Testaments, okay? Um, That's just my feeling and my opinion, okay? But – and I say that with the intent of saying that, again – Where was that there? Uh, Even if it causes conflict, where it sets me against some people, in Ezekiel's case, it would have set me against the people that are attacking, and maybe some of the people that I wake up in the middle of the night because the enemy's coming, and they don't want to be woken up. Um, And yes, I'm going to offend the enemy who's attacking. And again, I might offend some of the people that I've woken up early, but when they're alive the next morning because they got up and fought, then they're not going to be so mad. <laughs> you know, they're gonna they're they're going to be uh, thankful that you did that, and, and you always going to honor that too. So, when it comes to offending people and stuff like that, I think it's very important, especially with things like COVID. Um, speaking about conspiracies that we know that are true. And, and other people mock us and say that they're not true, that we're conspiratorialists and stuff like that. Um, yes, we take a knock for it. But uh, later on, when it comes out to be true, you know, Yahweh's happy with us and they come to know the truth and then they're happy with us. But and for but for a while, it creates conflict and it creates problems and all those things I listed down below. But um, <clears throat> I don't know, Brian, I, I found that with um, – I've I've always been the kind of person that tells people things that that I see, you know. um, Let's just take a person that drinks a lot of alcohol, okay. Um, If I tell him, hey, you know, I know you're a believer and stuff, but if you keep doing that, it's going to kill your liver, you know. Yeah, he's going to get mad at me, but if he quits drinking, then hallelujah, I've saved the guy. And if he doesn't quit drinking he's been warned, and he's got no excuse uh People tend to forget that in this world that there are consequences for the things that you do and and Christians are really a lot of times guilty of this my- you know and I've been guilty of it myself actually but um so it's very important that we um, we don't care we we just don't care when um uh, I was explaining myself um about how um, I've made lots of enemies uh, at jobs. I've made enemies because I've told the truth Um, in relationship experiences that's happened to me. And I have found and I have an expression that I use uh, a lot of times for for people in church that um, they they love people into hell. okay, or they love people into problems anyway, Mm -hmm. because they're afraid of addressing things with, with people, you know. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, what would happen? <clears throat> uh, you know, I I, I like I, I like and I really admire people like uh, Ed Snowden and Julian Assange. Look what's happened to Julian Assange. Look, he's he. I think he's got asylum in Russia, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They okay, off,
1: so. offered him that. I don't know if he took it.
0: That's right, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, that was only one country that offered him asylum. The rest of the world, if he goes there, he gets arrested, and God knows what happens after he gets arrested. Um, Ed Snowden, the former NSA guy who came out with all the secrets that the NSA was – how they were spying on the American people and everything else. I don't even know what happened to him. Um, What would have happened if uh, more people would have talked about the Holocaust when it was going on? Did you know that the – the spy agencies in England and and I think United States um, knew what was going on in um, in Nazi Germany and the surrounding area as early as 1941. And when did we hear about it? We heard about it in 1946. I think after the war was over late 45, you know, that's when the the populace heard about it. Um, What about that? Nobody ever heard about that ship that got turned around full of refugees that came in, I think it was New York or Philadelphia. I can't remember. And mm-hmm. the government turned them back and sent them back to Germany, and you know what probably happened to them. Um, but uh, you know, what if it had become public knowledge? I, I I submit to you that if if that had become public knowledge in 1941, that you couldn't that that the uh, the draft boards or the um, the recruitment centers would have been open 24 seven with people lining up to join up that, to fight that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know. One, because they're Christians and they saw the Jews as brothers. And two, because there's lots of Jews in this country that was signed up right away and went over there and fought. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but because nobody spoke up, nobody did anything. Um, how many people perished that may not have perished if, if people would have spoke up and more people would have gone over there to fight those jerks that were doing that. Um, so, uh, Brian, you and I, you've had with the COVID – you had a lot of experiences with, with employers and, and, um, and doctors, I think, you know, and mm-hmm. I have too, I have too. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we spoke up, you spoke up a lot and now you're starting to see, I think you're starting to see the fruits of your labor. And, um, and that, we need more of that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'll get off my soapbox for a little while. No, people need to wake up. Um,
1: people need to, you know, I, like I said earlier, I guess I'm holding back a little bit. The church world, the Christian church world, the believing church world needs to wake up. Right. The Baptists, the Pentecostals, the the Baptomatics, the Charismatic, you know, and the Baptists. Anyway, so it's just the church needs to wake up. We just can't Mm -hmm. sit on our laurels and expect everything just to change around us, and you think, ah, why would I vote? Uh, It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It does matter. Look who we have as president, folks. We're on the verge of Armageddon. Turn on Fox News and watch Tucker Carlson tonight. We are on the verge of a nuclear war. We have never been closer since uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis in the 60s. Mm -hmm. That's because – People voted for Joe Biden to be in office, and whoever's out there, you voted for him, that's your prerogative to do that. But look where we're at. The highest inflation rate in 40 years, high, uh, just a gallon of gas is $7 a gallon here. It cost me 125 bucks to put 16 gallons of gas in my car. Oh,
0: my goodness.
1: And I fill it up five times a month. You know? It's crazy. Uh-huh. So um, it does matter who we vote for. It does matter. To, 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 for the church as a whole, is just generally speaking, not everybody but a lot of them, for the pastors not to speak up and say abortion is wrong, don't vote for any laws for abortion, and they don't say that in their church, mm-hmm. why not? What are they afraid of? If they believe the Bible, they believe what God says about a human life, if we already know the scientific evidence that starts at conception. We've known that for a long time. Right. You're murdering a human being, but you're not speaking – because you mentioned how in World War II, nobody spoke up. Well, nobody's speaking up. The abortion thing in the Supreme Court is great, but now the different blue and red states are making their own laws of for and against. Right. So my point is, why are we so silent? Why are we keeping our mouths shut? Like mm-hmm. like, the, like the, the transgender thing. I like, Really – you're going to basically maim and mar a young boy or girl for the rest of their life and let them make a medical decision when they're like 10 or 12 years old?
2: Right. Yeah. What are they oh. going to feel
1: like when they're in 20s and 30s? Oh, my gosh, what did I do to my body? What did I do? What did I do? I can't have kids. I can't make kids. I can't do this. I can't do that. This, this is insanity. Yes. And yes. the only way this insanity can stop is there's a godly people living on the earth called born-again believers. They have to speak up. It has to be over the pulpit, too. The, mm-hmm. the, it's not just over the pulpit to make a statement to the world, but you need to educate the people in your church on what's going on politically. And it's mm-hmm. not a sin to do that. Man, Jesus called them on their politics all the time. The Pharisees and scribes would come to him all the time to try to, to, to entrap him in his own words. That's called politics. They would conspire right. behind the scenes to get him arrested, to get him killed. Where did they go to do that? They went to the they went to the leader. They went to you know mm-hmm. ah, I'm going blank here. You know what I mean?
0: Uh, the San Adrian.
1: A, yeah. A, yes, an angel, but Pontius Pilate. Oh They eventually yeah. they went mm-hmm. to the top. Well, what's the top? It's the politics. They went behind. They this is politics. Right. If they weren't they weren't voting on you know uh, lower taxes and gas. No, they went behind the scenes and had our Lord crucified. Because they did not like what he had to say, and they didn't agree with it. Sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but his message was eternal salvation, and that he was the Son of God, which we know he is. Mm -hmm. Um, And he did miracles to back that up. It wasn't he wasn't blaspheming. He was who he said he was. And God the Father said, "This is my Son. Listen to him." Mm -hmm. Told his disciples, "Like, shut up and listen to him." Right. You know, the Father said that. Mm -hmm. So. We have churches filled with pastors and people who don't say anything. Now, they vote, hopefully, but they need to – we need to educate people. Um, we're thinking, well, you know, we're not commanded that. Well, we're not – we are. We're not – we're commanded not to get involved in our own country where we live. Huh. Israel went to war. Mm-hmm. Israel went to war for their own country. Israel fought. Yeah. um uh, horrible things springed up in the in in Israel, with the Israelites. Moses is up in the mountain getting the Ten Commandments, and they're having orgies down on the in the valley. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but but if it doesn't hurt me, if it doesn't hurt my neighbor, it doesn't hurt anybody, Ah, right? uh, there you go. All my own uh-huh. business, right? Yeah. Well, it hurt a whole nation. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and Moses was so ticked off, he broke the Ten Commandments on the ground and had to yeah. get another one rewritten. <laughs> so, and only. <laughs> Oh, go ahead,
0: David. I was going to say, um, with the 501c3, and let uh, me know if you agree with me or not, but uh-huh. um, I think the motive that they don't speak a lot of things from uh, – uh, there's a lot of people that have money to go to churches, okay? Yeah. And they like the 501c3 because they can claim the deductions. Right. And if you speak – like like, just say there's the John Jones and his wife Dolores and – right. And they're sitting there. And if you guys are John and Doris, I don't know you. (laughs) But um, let's just say that they're sitting there and Dolores is uh, pro-abortion. And the pastor comes out and says, you know what? Abortion is murder. we got to come out against this. Abortion is murder. John and Dolores, who are major givers to the church, Dolores is going to be offended. I don't know about John. Um, And she's going to say, I don't want to go to church there anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's probably going to happen. They're not going to go to church, and a major donor to the church is going to be gone. I think it's money-driven. I really do. One hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, good. I thought you would, but I didn't know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, it's so that it, and what what does that do? Because Yeshua said uh, you can't serve God and mammon. So if a pastor yeah. is serving God or is supposed to be serving God, but he's serving mm-hmm. mammon because he's counting on that money coming in every week, what's that say? It means that the pastor is corrupt. Right. Right. Or yeah. maybe, you know, maybe out of ignorance, uh, I'll give some pastors that out of ignorance, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, everybody goes to to Bible college and they're told that the tithe is still valid and stuff like that. And we won't get into that, but, um, and so you know it's, it's um, a doctrine, a doctrinal issue now, and and a cu- customary issue too. It's a custom that people tie the Reef Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and you don't want to go against customs. We um, we had, we went to a church for a little while, and um, the pastor actually came out one day and said, you know, it, we really shouldn't be celebrating Christmas because it's it's on a pagan holiday, and you could have heard you could have heard a pin drop in that church. And I was sitting there going, oh, this is cool, you know. And he promised that he was going to keep talking about it. But, you know, I never brought it up again. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I
0: never. <laughs> he
2: That's got a talking to. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's all politics and money. That's all it is. Those, two, Wow, a gun. <laughs> politics yeah. and money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a shame. It really is. It shouldn't be that way. And I think if Yeshua came back and he entered churches, actually, if Yeshua came back, they would crucify him again because he wasn't acting like Yeshua. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I really do. So I, yeah. I know. That's a good so, point. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Well, no, no. I'm pretty well finished, so. No,
1: I I was thinking when we were speaking about, um, I think it's Elijah and the 200 prophets of Baal. On Mount Uh Carmel, I think, right? Carmel, uh huh. Yeah, they were having caramel corn that day. I think that joke. Um, A little sticky subject, get
0: it? Oh boy, here it
1: continues. (laughs) (laughs) But he was living during a time, like we're living, that was very wicked. Mm -hmm. And these prophets of Baal were his witchcraft. Without getting into all the scripture, it was just witchcraft. And he saw for what it was. And I bet Elijah just every day he was around these people just probably just like, oh, my gosh, he had to bite his tongue. Mm-hmm. And finally he had enough. And the the power of God, the Holy Spirit came upon him, and he called down fire and it caught the wood and the rocks on fire on the top of the mountain. Look up at folks in the in the scriptures. Go on your phone and look up the story of Elijah and, and the prophets of Baal. It's an amazing story. Yeah, it is. And But the point is about this story, he was one person. You're thinking, what can I do? I'm just one person. Well, mm-hmm. he was one person, and he completely turned Israel around. He completely turned and came against the queen, and he completely destroyed all those evil prophets. Well, God destroyed them for him mm-hmm. because he's a man of faith, and he he, he goes – I don't care what the rest of Israel is doing. This is what I believe for me in my house. It says in the scriptures, we will serve the Lord. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when you think that everybody around you or a lot of people around you are godless, or there are Christians that are just dead Christians inside, there's actually quite a few people out there that are really love the Lord and want to serve God and do the right thing. Yeah. And they probably think, that they're alone, even in their own church, because mm-hmm. they see things going on in the church, and they hear things, and it bothers them in their spirit. I don't know what those things are, folks. Just just an example. You know, you hear something going on with the, the teaching. Now they're teaching. Let's just say this would be a really bad one. They're teaching that Jesus isn't God anymore. Right. But, but, and and they're like, everybody's, yeah, that's, that's – and everybody's like okay with it. But you're not. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, you can leave the church, which you should, if they don't repent. Right. You go to the leaders. You, you get scriptured up, you get prayed up, and you don't blast anybody. One thing I'm learning as I get older, I try not to tell people what to do. I just try to say, hey, this is what I would do. Or I would say, in this case, um, these scriptures say that what you're teaching is anti-scripture and it's wrong. Um, Jesus is God. That's how we go to heaven. Ephesians two eight, John 3.16, 1 John 5.11, you know, all these passages talk about the gospel and salvation. Uh, mm-hmm. You need to repent of this. And right. if they come back and they argue with you and they fight with you and they, you know, if they scold you, who are you? You did your job. Mm-hmm. Get the dust mm-hmm. off your feet and leave. Because yep. you know what? God can change somebody faster than you ever can. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, what, what goes around comes around. And when you violate God's laws, or you violate more the moral code of God is a better way to put it. I think the mm-hmm. moral code across all humanity is a moral code that God's put in place. You don't kill somebody; it's murder. Right. You don't steal; you're a thief. You don't do these things. Everybody knows that. Every culture knows that. They know it because right. it's built into them whether you're a believer or not. So when you start violating these things, then stuff starts happening. Yeah. And it just it'll snowball. And these pastors that are allowing false teaching in their church, or they're teaching false things, or they're allowing sin, or they're not standing up uh, like during COVID, all these churches that closed. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking back on COVID, I think these churches were wrong. I think these pastors were wrong for doing that.
2: Yeah. I agree.
1: Sin? I'm not going to call it sin, but I don't think it was a good thing. Mm. You know, I don't think it was a good thing. So we need to start making a stand individually and as a group as, as believers, you know,
0: yeah. that's right. You know, um, you hit a nail on the head, a lot of nails, actually, you, you could have built a ship with all those nails, but, um, It's, um, people look at a pastor like he's almost like he's a mini God a lot of times. And a pastor is just a man like me and you, or, well, there's no women pastors. Ooh, I almost said that. Um, so anyway, I I noticed that in some churches that the pastor actually came out and said, yeah, I got the COVID shot. It. What? I can't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The pastor actually came out and said, I got the COVID shot. And, um, because he did, a lot of the congregation did. Now, I don't know. I, I, when it comes to medical things, I think there are some things that pastors should not talk. I mean, if it's if it's things about, uh, let's just say venereal disease, you know, a pastor can say, well, if, if you sleep around with loose women, you know, there's consequences or something like that. But um, when it comes down to medical treatments and stuff like that, I'm, I'm afraid that that's one of the things that a, a pastor shouldn't talk about. Um, you know, now th- there, there are other ways you could look at that, too. If the pastor says, well, you know, I had cancer and, um, well, actually I wouldn't, I wouldn't let him talk about cancer because, um, there are many different ways that, uh, cancer can be treated. And if, if your cancer, if you had cancer, if your cancer doesn't, um, doesn't respond to that you die and the pastor told you to do that. <laughs> uh, so of uh, medical things, they should probably stay away from, but, um, When it comes to to things of daily living and everything else, then, yes, they they have more than a right and um, responsibility to talk with people about that. So, um, But um, I was um, talking about Jeremiah with with Brian earlier, and um, one of the things that that Jeremiah talked about, and I actually wrote these things down so I could save them, Um, so let me go here and look for that. Text. Okay. Um, Jeremiah had a hard thing to do. I mean, all the prophets did. Like Brian was talking about Elijah. You know, Elijah had a hard life. <laughs> As a matter of fact, one day I get I think he was um, near a lake or something. I, uh, you know, don't quote me on that, but but I do know he said, "Lord, am I the only one?" And uh, and started to really lament about it and. It was. I think he was probably thinking about giving up, and, and and Yahweh said, "No, you're not." As a matter of fact, I think he said two hundred or two hundred or two thousand. I can't remember that have not bowed a knee to um, to Baal. So, um, but Jeremiah, he had to uh, talk. Uh, in his day, Josiah was the first king that reigned during his uh, when Jeremiah started up. Josiah was a good king led a revival actually in, in Israel or uh, Judah. And, um, but then his son took over actually, no, um, a King was appointed by the Pharaohs because, um, uh, Josiah was killed in battle, uh, when he was fighting Pharaoh's army. And, um, so then the, the Pharaoh appointed a leader who was pretty wicked. And then after that, there was another King that was appointed and he was, Hezekiah, and he was really wicked. And, um, and uh, Jeremiah had to contend with him. You know, this is what the Lord want you, wants you to do. Well, you know, some of his advisors put him in a cistern. They locked him in jail for a while, for quite a while. And um, so he had to endure a lot of things. And that, I think that's what's going to be happening in the days to come, that all of us are going to be enduring a lot. And uh, But, again, we have to not fear those who are doing the persecution but fear the one that we're actually representing, because um, he's able to to, to throw the um, uh, the soul and into hell. You know, um, Brian, you're back. <laughs> I can't hear you. Sorry about that A little distraction there, I had to get to it, take care of. So. Oh no problem, no problem. Uh, how how much do you want to keep going, Brian? Because we've been on um, an hour. Yeah, it's up to you. Uh, how? It's up to you.
1: I feel okay. If you want to go a few more minutes, if you want, to yeah. in that's fine.
0: No, sure enough, we can go so, some more time.
1: How about we uh, go to like eight thirty, eight forty, another ten, twenty minutes?
0: Yeah, okay. Oh wow, it's after. I didn't realize it was that. We late. got
1: in, we got started a little bit late. You know, like.
0: Right. So Right.
1: Okay. So I think it's a really good subject that we're on. I think. And.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. So. Oh yeah, sure. Sure. Um. I know that <laughs> getting the word out anymore is pretty difficult unless I mean, unless you're writing emails one-to-one to people. Um, but I, I was kicked off of, um, Twitter for writing something, uh, revealing something, uh, about COVID I think it was. And, um, and then I got kicked off of uh, Facebook for doing the same thing and YouTube, of course. So, you know, I only left a couple more options, but, um, you know it doesn't didn't mean i wasn't going to try you know i had to get that word out and i'm sure some people saw what i had to say yeah and if one person that needed to hear it heard it then you know the mission that yahweh had me on for that particular time was was fulfilled so um anyway uh uh let's see i think that um now you've talked with people about it right about about, about covid oh yeah Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were your results?
1: <laughs> um, well, during COVID, um, as a lot of the listeners and viewers, um, were probably not vaccinated. If you are, you're, you're that's up to you. Right. But I chose not to like you did. Mm-hmm. And at first it was so new, I didn't get a lot of flack because some of us, a lot of people weren't vaccinated in the beginning. But as more and more and more people got vaccinated, I got looked down upon more and more. I would have people um coworkers turn me in for not wearing a mask even though I'm outside sitting in my truck by myself and they're up on a roof right they saw me in my truck and they would turn me in um I didn't yeah they it's just things like that you know so mm-hmm. um I think there's a, a lot of people not just with the vaccine but a lot of people are like well I'm not going to do that again. They bamboozled me this time, but they're not going to do it a second time. Right. I think a lot of people think that way. Think if COVID comes back and there's another variant and they're going to lock us down and do all this again, I think there's going to be a lot of pushback. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know the exact number, but um 80 or 90%, maybe more of my district where I work is vaccinated. Right. And we have like 1600 employees. Roughly, oh, mm-hmm. so I think it's higher than that. But I'm glad I didn't. Uh, I've and people that I know that have been vaccinated, um, depending how many shots they've gotten, are starting to not feel good. Right. They're starting. It's not just they're getting sick. It's like joint problems, sleep problems, uh, tired. Like constantly tired, they call it long COVID. I call right. it the vaccine long COVID. Right. It is. You know, um, things like that, you know. Um, right. And since we're on COVID, can I, I'd like to bring up about the mRNA. And sure. With the, um, I'd like to read that. No, go so, for it. I read this today, folks, just before the show, and I was shocked. Why would I be shocked about all this stuff going on? But I actually was shocked. It's hmm. like, it's, these people, let's see, I am um, just. I got it right here. So if you've only had one shot and you've decided, I'm not getting any more, you've had two, you've had three, and now you're like, I'm not doing any more, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's great. you can fix your body a little bit. You can take things to help your body. That's awesome. But the governments of the world are determined to make sure you have that virus vaccine in you. They are doing it so much so that they are giving cattle the, the mRNA vaccine and injecting the cattle with it in Australia. Now, I grew up on Dave. Dave knows this, but I grew up on a cattle ranch in California, in the Bay Area, about 30 miles west of San Francisco, in the Contra Costa County, in the hills around Martinez, California. Mm-hmm. So, I know a little bit about cattle. I used to vaccinate cattle. I used to have a few of my own. My uncle ran several hundred and we used to vaccinate them for like grass tetanus and things like that and and different things and back then, the vaccines will build an antibody to the very thing that they're being protected against, just like they do with humans right and we didn't I never saw hardly any side effects we never i I don't remember once that I know of, of a of a steer or heifer, young, uh, you know, yearling or older, dying from any vaccination we ever gave them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But in this article I'm about to read you, that's not the case with the mRNA COVID vaccine they're giving cattle in Australia. This is scary, folks, because this is the food chain. Right. This is the food chain because they know that we don't want to do it anymore, so they're going to force it down us. Um, so it says right here, this is called truth11.com. They are, let me go right on this side, it's better for me. They, um, they are giving cows mRNA vaccine, which will pass the vaccine into the milk and cheese, et cetera. Um, instant death of cows who receive the mRNA vaccine urgently warn everyone you know. It says right here, a friend informed me today that her neighbor, a dairy farmer, this is Australia, is now forced to vaccinate her herd with the mRNA vaccine. She compiled, complied, and of the 200 head of cattle, 35 died instantly. 200 cattle, 35 died instantly. I've never seen that growing up. I've seen a lot of cattle die from grass tetanies and things but not from a vaccine. 35 of them instantly. They gave the shot. And they're dead.
0: My goodness.
1: And you got to remember folks, cattle, they're big. They're big animals.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You know, everything's big on, them. you know, a, a cow is easily a thousand pounds. A steer or a heifer is four to 800 pounds, you know, depending how, you know, these six to 800, when you sell them for beef, that's what most uh-huh. of our beef comes from is steers and heifers, young steers and heifers. Uh-huh. Um, and, they're hundreds of pounds, big animals, and it kills them instantly. What's it going to do to you? Right. And he says, 35 died instantly. I would I would sue the DPI, the farmer said. It is mandatory for all dairy farms to have their herd jabbed with this mRNA vaccine. I am, uh, am not yet sure if this new NSW or across Australia, but we'll investigate immediately implications. Dairy herd DNA is altered. Milk is altered and you consume it. Butter can constitution yogurt. Cheese is altered. Meat is altered. Will chicken and other meats be next? Time to grow your own food, folks, and maybe develop herds that are private, none tagged and never vaccinated. Time to set up a community farm association with member farmers who are not part of the system. Have herds, animals, and herds, animals that are not jabbed or tagged so a community of private people can be consumers of organic-produced livestock. It's time Mm -hmm. to fend off, fend for ourselves as organized communities. Um, Yeah, I agree. I I, I was shocked because I I, I was raised on a cattle ranch. I learned how to ride a horse before I could drive a car. And I I just, they're bound and determined to kill you. Right. It's just say what it is. The elitists mm-hmm. want to kill you. There's 8 billion people in the world, and that's 7,500,000,000 too many. Right. And they look it up. That's what they want to do. The Great Reset isn't just for America. It's for the world. And right. Biden knows it. And he's bringing America down because we, as a country, are so influential and big and powerful. We're in the way of them bringing this whole system in. So that's what's going on. These, these Democrats, they know exactly what they're doing. This isn't for – what's happening in America isn't for the Democrat Party. is isn't for the Republican Party. It isn't for America. It's for the one world government party. That's what's yeah. going on. Yeah. There's one world leaders are behind all these elections trying to get these Demo- these radical Democrats in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And all these laws and all these transgender and you can buy pot. Why, why do they want to pass – make it legal for pot? When years ago you go to jail for it. And mm-hmm. now they're talking about legalizing all drugs. Yeah. Why would they do why would a sane person want to do that? Because they don't want you sane. They right. want you hooked on drugs, so you're not a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. They want you on Doritos and pot in front of your Netflix. Yeah. Because then you're not out protesting, then you're not out voting. You don't mm-hmm. care. They want you sick, dead or almost dead, or just laying on your couch, smoking pot. And not giving a darn about anything. Right. And now, because so many people are, uh, a lot of people didn't take the vaccine. I think at least 20% of the population in America didn't take any. Right. Yeah, it's still not as much as 80%, but that's still a lot of people. Maybe it's a little higher. Right. Maybe it's 30%. Mm-hmm. But they went that 30%. Yeah. And they know, they know darn well we're not going to do it. And right. we're on to them. They know we're on to them. Mm-hmm. So they're going to put it in cattle. And you think it's just Australia? Think again. It's Australia. Who populated Australia? Who, who was the found not the founding country, but who helped build
0: Australia? Great Britain or Britain is British. Yeah,
1: Yeah, the UK. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So if Australia is doing it. It's going to go to the UK. It's going to right. go to Europe. It's going to go across the Middle East. It's going to come to America. How much time? I don't think very long. So if they start vaccinating, if you start hearing about they're going to do this to cattle, then you Mm -hmm. have a choice to make when you go to the store. Does it really mean it's organic when it says organic? Right. Because the FDA, even for organic farmers, have to vaccinate. Did Uh you guys know that? The whole word organic is a joke. Right. It's a joke. I mean, like organic chicken, they have these huge chicken farms with tens of thousands of chickens in these massive barns. They can barely walk because they're giving them steroids. They go from a little chick to a store size in like four weeks, five weeks. They're fully grown, and they're growing weight so fast they can barely walk. I mean, a chicken breast it looks like a steak now. They're so big. Yeah. That's because of hormones. So, and the organic thing is for a chicken farm, all they have to have is a little area outside for them to go in. It has to be, I think. I mean, exact dimensions, three feet by four foot area for these chickens right. to go out in. And they call that organic. Huh. Okay. There are real organic farms and ranches that are actually organic, but these massive producers of these chickens and what we eat, there's a is a little, it's very small area for cattle or chicken to be in to be called organic. Huh. But if, whether organic or not, they have to be vaccinated in America for huh. certain things. Now, there are private farmers out there that won't do it. That's fine. But these huge producers of meat and poultry, they have to do it. Mm -hmm. They are watched, and they will be shut down if they don't. So when are we going to know that this is happening? I don't know if we will know. But if we find out, anybody out there hears this and watches and you find out it's starting in America, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Please tell people because then you got to make a decision. I can't eat meat anymore. I can't even eat cheese or milk. What right. am I gonna do? You gotta find a place, maybe a local farmer, or maybe maybe Trader Joe's. I don't know, maybe they they have their own farms and stuff, maybe they won't go this way. But right. but the deep state, the world order, whatever you want to call it, is very, very desperate right now. Because the yeah. pandemic's over and people are free again or freer than they were. And right. people are on to them. And so because of that. They're pulling all the stops out. I I've even read I don't remember I read this, so don't quote me Dave. Um maybe we are might have talked about this. They're spraying chemicals on farms that have mRNAD stuff in the chemicals.
0: Oh and the vegetables.
1: And the vegetables. Yeah. They're spraying yeah. vegetables with it. Folks, let's just say and this is this is all fact, you can look it up. That you get you don't know, have not been shot but the COVID shot. And You haven't had it, which is good. And let's just say you got the shot or you got exposed to it. You're thinking, oh, I feel fine. It changes your DNA.
0: Yeah, it does.
1: And you may not – say you don't get sick. There's there's a lot of – they put a lot of placebos out there in the beginning. Yeah. So a lot of people didn't get sick. But now a lot are. But it changes your DNA. You can look it up. We have done videos on it. There's research on it. It literally changes who you are inside. doesn't change your soul. God has Mm -hmm. your soul. doesn't change your spirit, but it changes your physical DNA. And so unless you don't want your DNA changed, we might have to find a different food source, or we might have to start voting this November to get these Mm -hmm. wackadoos out of office so we can at least slow things down until the Lord comes. Right. Because I don't think we have much time left. Um, we th- a lot of people thought it was going to be Rosh Hashanah this last year, just a month ago. But I can tell you, what, a lot more has happened since Rosh Hashanah, mm-hmm. and I'm still here. Yeah. So we um, mm-hmm. vote. Vote Republican. Mm-hmm. Actually, vote the candidate that you know has the same values as we do, as you do. Right. Loves God, loves country, wants lower taxes, doesn't want really to yeah. impose... Uh, Laws on us to hold us back and keep us locked in. Because those Republicans just as bad as Democrats. So vote for the persons what they actually believe in. Exactly. Democrat or not. Because mm-hmm. um, there's some Republicans out there like Mitch um, – Oh, oh yeah. Kind of,
0: no, Romney. Mitt Romney. Gosh, he's – he's That evil. guy's a slime bag. He's he yeah.
1: slime bag. He's just evil. Evil. Yeah. He didn't care. He just – So – um. But this is the stuff that's going on, and um, the COVID thing may be over, but it's not mm-hmm. done. Right. They're going to try something else. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of time. Yeah. And just be smart. Use common sense. Keep your and eyes open. open. And, and, and this is kind of when I thought about this the other day. They knew COVID was fake from the very beginning. They knew they made it up. They They got some type of virus, but it wasn't a killer. It was like the flu. Um, but you, you, you yell wolf enough, eventually people will ignore you. But you know what eventually mm-hmm. happens? A real wolf that will show up. Yeah. But then your guard is down, and that's when it gets you. Mm-hmm. So they're going to yell because we're, we're like, oh, next pandemic comes along. We're just like, yeah, whatever. No, I'm not – say yes. But at the same time, do your research. Mm-hmm. Black Plague. Ebola, they could start releasing that, and people are thinking, ah, it's no big deal. It's no big deal. It's just a big COVID again. Next right. thing you know, there are bodies on the street. Mm-hmm. So my my point is, with our phones and our all our computer stuff and all our time that we are and all our technical stuff, trust no one and research everyone.
0: Yep. We made it to that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You got to watch who you, uh, who you listen to. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Brian, um, <clears throat> there's a guy on natural news, Mike Adams. Yeah. I know he did. And is, I yeah. think, I, I think for the most part, <clears throat> the guy's right on, Uh uh-huh. but, uh, and I thought he was a believer. I, I don't know. I, for some reason I thought he was, but, mm-hmm. um, he wrote an article the other day and I did a show on it. Um, I think the last one I did and it was, um, basically the deep state is going to fall. But when they fall, a, a better thing is going to come into, into existence and everybody's going to be free again. And I'm thinking to myself, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. You know, it's, it's going to go from bad to worse, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, so to build people up with such hope and everything like that, I don't think I was too good of an idea. Um, so even, even with natural news, and I think the guy's right on 99% of the time at this one time. I don't think he's right on. And so, um, you know, he's got a very good battery record. And he's, yeah, he I, like I said, I think he's a pretty nice guy. But uh, at the same time, um, <laughs> what they used to say, um, one o, oh, one one oops, um, to make it sound nice, uh, <laughs> cancels out all the attaboys, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, it does. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so. So, you know, <laughs> so just, you know, even this guy, which I'm talking about, you know, right on most of the time. But, um, you know, if if I hadn't done research, I could have been sitting here doing a show saying, yeah, things are going to get better afterwards. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think that I, I agree. Yeah, I think that it's it's uh, the deep state's going to fall. And then. um and then there's going to be something worse that comes in the in the view, and that the person that leads that worst thing is going to take credit for getting rid of the deep state, and he's going to mm-hmm. look really good. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's <laughs> no, I take on the matter. I think you're
1: right because the, well, the, we know what the scripture says. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, what we just read in the scriptures: lawlessness, he right. lovers of self, boastful, prideful, against parents. That's yeah. the last days. We're in the last days. We're in the last of the last of the last days. And so yeah. um well, just just for our little short life, our sixty-four years life, have things gotten better since,
0: no. uh-uh. since
1: 1970 say seventy till now. Nope. No. Like we've nope, got technology not at problems. all. We have nicer cars, but has things gotten better? There's no. still poverty. There's we're on the brink of a nuclear war. The Middle East is on the brink of a war in Lebanon. Um, we're in war in Ukraine.
0: Our country um, isn't our country anymore.
1: That's yeah. North Korea is testing missiles every day. They have uh-huh. nuclear missiles. Um, China wants to invade Taiwan and Japan. And uh, Let me see. When Trump was in there uh, just a couple years ago, none of that was happening. So it's uh-uh. gotten way worse since 2020. In two yeah. years. Look how, yeah. In two years, look what's happened. Yeah. So what's two years from now going to be like if we're here?
0: Oh, I don't even want to think about that today. Yeah, 24 <laughs> months. Yeah. You no? Know? Not good. So,
1: and it just, I just want, want to just cap off with this because we're talking about a lot of, at least I know where both of us are, but as a believer in Yeshua, what's going on in the world should actually make you excited. Because yeah. it says in yeah. Matthew 24 and other places, that when you see these things happening, Jesus himself said, Look up, your redemption draws nigh. And he doesn't, he means look literally up in the sky because he's yeah. going to come back. That's what it means. Uh-huh. And so, as believers, we should be excited right now because he can come at any moment. That's how close it is. Yeah. It's so close. So, yeah, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, as they say. But. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to heaven in a fiery chariot. God's going to come down and take us up uh, like he did Enoch and Elijah. So that's what, as believers. Now, if you're not a believer tonight or the morning, wherever you are, you need to ask the Lord in your heart. If there's an impious in your heart and you've had it there all your life and you've done drugs, you've done sex, you've done money, you've done career, and it's still there, uh, I'll just tell you, it's not going to go away. That spot, that void in your soul, is only filled by Jesus. Right. By you to it. Admitting you're a sinner, that he is the son of God, he paid for your sins, and he wants you to confess with your mouth and to believe in your heart who he is, the son of God, and says so you'll right. be saved. That void will be instantly filled. You'll never, you'll never have that void again.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right.
1: And you'll have purpose in life. And peace. (laughs) And peace.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So it's decision time, folks. Uh, Yeah, don't wait too long. Okay? Yeah, Yeah. I can't can't add anything to what Brian said. It was right on spot on. So um, get right with with Yahweh sooner than later. Okay? Because there may not be a later. Well Brian, what do you think? I've I'm tapped out. Yeah, I'm me too. I'm glad uh, you got to present what you wanted to present. That was good about the cattle and stuff. I forgot about that. So Yeah. Yeah, thanks for us hanging us in there.
1: Yeah, I heard it right from the horse's mouth.
0: Oh, that's funny. Uh huh. Was their name Winnie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: I had to good. clean the
1: barn out to get that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: And it still yeah. wasn't enough.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Man>. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, folks, it's tired.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're getting a little punchy here.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right, well, Brian, I'm going to say good night to you and good night to the audience, and um, uh, we will be back uh, next Thursday, but we'll be back next Monday and Wednesday too. So, um, yeah. Um, if you want to catch the shows late Monday night or late uh, Wednesday night. That'd be cool. And with that, I say adios, and, uh, which is Spanish for go with God. And um, adi uh, what would it be ad Yahweh. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like I said, we're tired. So, okay, folks, God bless. And, uh, Brian, um, I'm just going to go ahead and sign off, okay? Yeah,
1: see you guys. Bye. See you next <laughs> week. Bye. Bye-bye.